Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Abby. And I'm Amy, and we're pastors at Bethlehem Lutheran Church. This podcast is about the middle space in between Sundays. It's the place where we take our values, our faith, and our commitments into our everyday lives. I have been thinking a lot about writing this week, in part because I have to preach on Sunday. And so I'm reading, obviously, the text. And one of the texts for Sunday is Paul's letter to the Philippians, in which he, Paul, is believed to quote an ancient hymn. It's not his own writing. It's not his own poetry, but it's believed that he quotes this ancient hymn that says, how does it go? It says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to take on, but humbled himself, taking the form of a slave, he became obedient, even to the point of death on the cross. And I just, I've been thinking a lot about the ways that text and hymns and writing can shape our lives in just really powerful ways, I guess. Yeah. Something our listeners might not know about you is how much you love poetry in particular. And if you follow Amy on Facebook back in the thick of the pandemic, she used to share poems very often on her Facebook page and reflections of those. And one of kind of our running, maybe not a joke, but I am not a lover of poetry as it turns out. I actually enjoy a lot more of it than I probably realize because I do love hymnody and kind of reflective writing, but I've never really kind of grasped the cadence and the form of poetry in particular. And so a few weeks ago, I, I was talking to Amy in her office and I said, you know, I've got to go because I have to finish an assignment for class. And she asked me about the assignment. I said, actually, I have to go write a poem about myself and she burst into laughter like you've it's never true. heard. <laughs> it was surprising. Um, it was surprising. And then I went on to tell her about the book that we were reading in this class that prompted the poetry because I was actually pretty excited about it. Not just the, not actually writing the poem itself. It was a a poem about ourselves and it was a way to introduce ourselves to one another in the class, but it was also a way to reflect on our own kind of positionality in the world, our own um, background and experiences and how we bring that forth. Um, the book that we were reading is called Writing for Change and writing is so often such a personal reflection and in ways that we often aren't even aware of. So yeah. it really actually, I think, connects to what you're thinking about this week as a vehicle for passing along all sorts of things that are important to us, which includes our faith, our values, our commitments, but also kind of all those unique characteristics that make us who we are. Yeah. You might not know this because a lot of people know that I like poetry. I love poetry. But what's interesting is I didn't always love poetry. Like I used to, when I was first ordained and if I was with a group of colleagues and someone would start reading a poem, I usually would like roll my eyes and tune out. I mean, I'm not kidding. I actually I really... find that a little, I, I believe you tuned out. I have a hard time imagining that you rolled your eyes. No, I'm pretty sure I rolled my eyes too. But, and so I, I just like, I didn't like you. I just, I couldn't ever kind of 
settle and capture the cadence or what meaning or anything. Though, like you, my first love was, you know, song. And so I just grew up just being totally shaped by the poetry of hymnody. And I mean, I remember even as a really young child, like I would cry during hymns because both the music, but also the words were so powerful. But I also, as a kid loved, I just, I loved the Psalms. I mean, I always loved the Psalms. I think I knew at some level or was taught very early, like these were the hymns of our ancient ancestors. And so I was always just drawn to that poetry. So I think I always loved poetry, but it needed to be poetry that's just really clear in terms of the, not just the the meaning, but clear in terms of the emotion it's conveying or the message mm. it is trying to, to convey. That's the poetry that I find just really powerful. And I, I think it's a gift that within the life of the, of our faith and within the life of the church, we have just such a rich trove of poetry that has been gifted to us by our ancestors. Yeah. And when I think about, I mean, you started this by saying that Paul was actually quoting a hymn that probably his community would have known. And I think that's the other piece is not just poetry, but any of the writings that have become in a sense wrote you know, so familiar that they are memorized, ingrained kind of on our hearts and minds. And I think about what those words are. You know, I find myself um, recalling words of prayers, uh, lyrics of hymns, sometimes just in kind of ordinary moments, sometimes in difficult moments. I, I remember them being called once earworms, you know, songs that kind of get stuck there. But I think there's it's worth paying attention to what are the words, phrases, maybe even entire poems or songs that get stuck in our brains. And what do they what are they saying to us and and how do they give us maybe at times support, at times a sense of I'm not alone in this, a sense of feeling understood or or sometimes I don't have the words for myself. So I find myself borrowing them from others who have said it maybe more succinctly, since that is not generally something I'm known for, or more poignantly, or just more beautifully than I could. Yeah, I remember one particularly challenging period of my life, where I, I feel like I kept being the Holy Spirit kept giving me words of hymns. It's like every day there would be a new phrase or a new verse of a hymn that would like just get in my brain. And I don't know where they came from, but they were just such powerful reminders during that time that that there was a faith that was supporting me. And there was, there was a community around me that, that, even a community that I couldn't even see or didn't even know that was reminding me that I wasn't alone in this experience. I just remember how, how poignant and powerful that was at the time. Yeah. I think scripture talks about that as the cloud of witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. And that cloud I think comes to us in those ways often. Yeah. One other thing just related to, to this for the last couple of weeks, I've been working with our adult Bible study. I've been leading a conversation on salvation, which has been really interesting. But for our last session today, I asked, I asked the people that have been participating in response to what we were reading, if they would write their own answer to the question, what is the gospel? 
And the challenge was to do that in 50 words or less. And <laughs> trying in, to get them to tweet these or something. It, well, it was just, it was based on what we were reading. That was the, the oh. author's, that was the author's challenge Okay, is to, you know, be succinct enough. But in the course of that conversation today, we, many of the people in the group went around the table and they read their own answers to that question. What is the gospel? And it was, I mean, it was just amazing to hear their words, to hear the ways that their own lives and experiences had shaped their faith, their understanding of who Jesus is and their expression through their words of that faith. I mean, it's really one of the most beautiful things I've experienced in a long time. I was really, I just felt so grateful to be in the room this morning. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but I tend not to write or put things into words unless I'm at some level forced to do so. You know, I say I might never preach if Sunday didn't come. You know, part of why I went back to school is because I don't have enough self-discipline to do all of that reading and reflection on my own and because I really wanted conversation partners in that. But I also kind of work to deadlines and to those clear expectations. So having somebody say, do this in 50 words or less. But I wonder, you know, I wonder for our listeners out there, how might you answer that question? Maybe not what is the gospel, but what do you believe or what's at yeah. the core of of what you believe? How might you put that into words? And yeah. are they your own words or is there kind of a source that you go to to draw from? Yeah, that's a great question. And I would love, I'd love it if people took up that challenge and shared their responses with us. I, I would love that. But I also think going back to that passage that Paul wrote to the Philippians, I mean, what I think is really powerful about that is Paul both uses his own words but he also draws on the words of others around him and before him. And I think that's an important element of sharing our faith. It, it, we don't have to, have, we don't have to know it all ourselves. We don't have to figure it all out ourselves. We can draw on the wisdom of that cloud of witnesses that surrounds us. Absolutely. Abby, have a great week. Thanks. You too, Amy. Wherever this week takes you, we hope our conversation has given you something to sustain you between Sundays. Subscribe to Between Sundays wherever you listen to podcasts.